you. So if there are those that have served in the military in the past or are currently serving, will you please stand at this time? Let's give them a round of applause, please. What a privilege it is to live in a country currently where we have freedom to come together as the body of Christ. And it's through sacrifices of men and women that over the many years of this country's history that allow for us that privilege. And so Wednesday is Veterans Day and we do want to say thank you very much. I also want to take the time to say thank you to so many that put in a lot of hard work this just yesterday, uh, preparing for yesterday, whether it be putting together items that you donated for the Harvest of Talents, the missions team that put forth the vision of kind of what would take place yesterday, and uh, just all those who came, the, the men's prayer breakfast, that put the breakfast together, and those who were there helping set up and tear down, and uh, what a just a joyful day it was for the Harvest of Talents. And the money that was able, we were able to raise for our missions, all the money that came in yesterday went directly, will go directly towards our missions. And uh, just praise God, thanking God for the fact that over $4,000 was raised yesterday. So let's give God a round of applause for that. And I continue to be encouraged and I continue to give thanks for this congregation and their generosity and their faithfulness. Uh, I kind of, a couple weeks ago, through our financial fitness mini-series, gave a challenge to a two-month tithe challenge. And, and again, I'm not following up on that at all as far as uh, knowing who is or not doing that. But I will say that God is working through the generosity of this congregation and the finances that are coming in and the fact that we're able to cover uh, expenditures and through this difficult time. And we're able to this past week help out several different people. Even on a Wednesday night, there were individuals here that we were able to help out. And so it's through your generosity that we're able to continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus here on this earth. And so thank you again for that. We want to welcome each and every one of you this morning. And again, if you have not filled out a Connect card at all ever in your whole life here at PV, we'd love for you to do that. That way we have a current information, uh, any contact information, we can touch base with you throughout the week and that we get to be family together. Uh, and that requires knowing each other's information and some of those type of things. So we'd love for you, if you have prayer requests, put those on there as well. And we want to say thank you to everyone joining us online. Uh, what a privilege it is to come together as the body of Christ. And as I think about uh, what we're going through in our world history, uh, tough times comes to mind. And as I think about tough times, not only just as a nation, but as individuals, as the church I think about this idea of being thankful during the tough times, and many of you know, uh, we in 2017, my family and I did a lot of traveling, and we traveled throughout the U.S., and uh, as, we, as I mentioned in a previous sermon, uh, I didn't have much for a budget when it came to repairs, and within the first month, I kind of had blown through my $1,200 uh, repair budget, and as we were heading from Washington to Montana, uh, we were going down the road and I was getting worse and worse gas miles, like four miles per gallon in my 7.3 diesel engine uh, F-350. And we're heading down the road and there's smoke billowing 
There's smoke billowing, black smoke. Not like just the normal amount of black smoke at a diesel pickup, but like underneath, under the like engine, smoke is rolling to the point where the people coming towards us are honking their horns and blinking their lights because they thought we were on fire. All right, there's a lot of black smoke billowing. And uh, I had known that I had a, a leak, a crack in my up pipe, uh, but it had gotten worse. And uh, we barely make it into Haver, my hometown, my, where my parents live. Praise the Lord, he got us there. And uh, as we were there, we spent a month there. And during that time frame, uh, I took my truck into the diesel mechanics. And uh, what I thought would cost me around 1000 or so dollars to change an up pipe uh, cost a little bit more because this truck came from Pennsylvania. And even though I didn't see a ton of rust on the body, there was a ton of rust on the engine. And so they had to take all these bolts out by hand, you know, things were not easy and it took a long time. There's a lot of labor involved. And it was a tough time for us because $5,000 later, we got our truck back. And I had already told you I had blown through my repair budget. And so it, it was a struggle for us. We didn't know if we should continue. Was God trying to tell us something like this isn't what you're supposed to be doing? And we start to second guess things and you're just, you're just, your heart sinks. Things are not going well. And it was a tough time for us. And many of you have experienced tough times in your life far worse than that. Situations where maybe you've had a child that's spent time in the hospital. Or maybe you yourself has spent time in the hospital. As a nation, again, I believe we're going through some very difficult times. This whole election and the results have been tough for many to deal with. And many people, maybe, maybe this morning you're someone that has struggled with a diagnosis that you never thought you would ever have to deal with. There's a family, a close family, maybe some of you know them, uh, Jackie and Willie Coop. And they have two boys, one that's older than me a couple, by a couple of years, one that's younger than me by a couple of years. And they all do ministry. They're all part of, they're staying faithful to God. And uh, Shane, who is older than myself, uh, is dealing with terminal cancer. And it's a tough time for their family. He has a wife and two teenage kids. And it's a struggle. And it's difficult. And life is not easy. And it, it can really be a test on our faith. And it can really be a test when it comes to our, faith, our thankfulness, when it comes to giving that back to God. And my hope and prayer this morning is that each one of us would just take a moment to take a deep breath, to take a step back, and to look at what God is continuing to do in our lives and take a moment to realign ourselves with God to focus back on God, to fix our eyes on Jesus and work at being thankful during the tough times. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, we desire for you to be the one that speaks to us boldly through your word this morning. God, I thank you that uh, we can come before you at any time. God, that we have your word to go to for strength and and our Father, this morning we desire for you to be right here with us, to, to speak to our hearts. May our hearts and minds be open. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. You see, when, when our world seems to be falling apart, 
how can we be expected to, as Paul tells us, to give thanks in all circumstances? 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I mean, it doesn't even make any sense in my mind, my human brain. Because all of us struggle in times of suffering and despair. We struggle to express our gratitude back to God, don't we? It's not the first thing that oftentimes comes to my mind as I go through a difficult time, but as I look through James chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, I was encouraged and challenged as I looked and found three reasons believers can be thankful even in the tough times. And so if you turn over to James chapter 1, we're going to be reading verses 1 down through 8. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith will develop perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when you ask, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. What are we thankful for in the midst of trials and ter- troubles and, and tough times? And, and as I look at these verses, I would encourage us to write down, we can be thankful for the opportunity to struggle. For the opportunity to struggle. I, I don't know if you remember the story of the little boy that was outside playing and this little boy found a caterpillar on the ground. And man, he was fascinated by this caterpillar. He carefully picked up the caterpillar and he took it home and showed his mom. And he asked, could I keep the caterpillar, mom? And she said, sure. And so he gets a a glass jar and he puts the caterpillar safely, carefully in the jar and puts some leaves and plants in there for the caterpillar to eat. And then he puts a stick in there. and, And as the time goes on, he's just enamored by this little caterpillar. And daily, he makes sure to put new, fresh plants in there for the caterpillar to eat. And then one day, the caterpillar starts doing something weird. It climbed up on the stick and begins to have an activity that the, the little boy hadn't seen before. And he began to get worried. And so the boy asks his mom, well, what's going on? And the mother ex- explained to the little boy that the, the caterpillar was cre- creating a cocoon. And the mother explained that the boy, how the caterpillar was going to go through a metamorphosis and become a butterfly. And the boy was excited. He couldn't wait, and he was thrilled to hear that the caterpillar was going to go through this. And so he watched every day to see what would happen with the, the caterpillar, waiting for the butterfly to emerge. And one day it happened. A small hole appeared in the cocoon, and the butterfly started to struggle to come out. And at first, the boy was excited, and he couldn't wait, and soon he became concerned. See, the butterfly was struggling so hard to get out, and it, it looked like it couldn't break free. 
and it looked desperate and it looked like it was making no progress. So the boy was so concerned that he decided to help. So the boy was ran, ran to the kitchen and he grabbed a pair of scissors and of course he walked back because he learned to always walk with scissors. And he snipped the cocoon to make the hole bigger and the butterfly quickly emerged. And as the butterfly came out, the boy was surprised. It had a swollen body, and the wings were small and shriveled. He continued to watch the butterfly, expecting that at any moment the wings would dry out, and they would enlarge and expand and support the swollen body. He, he knew that at some point that at, in time that the body would shrink, and, and the butterfly's wings would expand. But nothing happened. The butterfly spent the rest of its life crawling around with a swollen body and shriveled wings. It never had the chance to be what it was designed to be. It was never able to fly. As the boy tried to figure out what had gone wrong, he learned later on that the butterfly was supposed to struggle. The butterfly was supposed to struggle. In fact, the butterfly's struggle to push its way through the tiny opening of the cocoon pushes fluid out of its body and into its wings. And without the struggle, the butterfly would never, ever fly. See, the boy's good intentions hurt the butterfly. And our good intentions can do the very same thing to us. And for many of us, we pray prayers like, God, please take this away from me. I don't want to have to deal with this. This is too hard. God, this is, this is too much. And we pray for God to take away the struggle. But if you notice in verse 2 of James 1, how it says, whenever, whenever, not if you ever, or you might face this possibly, no, it says, whenever you face trials of many kinds, it's going to happen. It's going to take place. God promises us that life is not going to be easy. But guess what else he promises us? God promises us that we're not alone. That he's going to be there with us. That we can depend on him in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. Because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And there are many examples in Scripture of individuals just like you and I that have gone through difficult struggles. And as I was thinking through, one of the ones that came to my mind is Daniel. And it's a familiar story. And if you look into Daniel chapter 6, if you want to turn over there and follow along, Daniel chapter 6 in the Old Testament, again, it's, it's a story of how Daniel, things were going really well for him. He, he, was one of, he was one of the administrators for the king, and he was doing a great job. He, he was one of the high officials. In fact, it says, I think he was one of five of the top administrators to King Darius. And the other administrators and satraps, of course, they became jealous of Daniel. And so they wanted to come up with a way for them to be able to destroy his career, to destroy his, his reputation, essentially destroy his life. 
And if you look at Daniel 6, verse 7, it says, So they convinced the king to make a decree that anyone who prays to any god or man during the next 30 days except the king shall be thrown into the lion's den. So, what does Daniel do in the, the midst of a tough time? In the midst of a struggle? In the midst of government pressure? To abandon his relationship with God? Well, in verse 10 of chapter 6 of Daniel, it says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. He didn't change anything. Just as he had done before, he got down on his knees three times a day and prayed, giving thanks to his God. Did you hear that? In the midst of a difficult struggle, Daniel was willing to give thanks to God. In a situation that I don't think any of us probably have ever faced, a situation of where we, he had to choose life or death, he gave thanks. In one of the toughest times of Daniel's life, he gave thanks to his God. And I wonder what Daniel might have been giving thanks for. I wonder what he was thinking through as he is going through this scenario in his, in his mind. Like, what do I do here? I'm going to end up dead. Those lions in the den, are, they're not, you know, they're not little kitties. He's, he's in trouble and I wonder, did he give thanks for the opportunity to be an example of faithfulness to God? Did he see this tough time in his life and, and say, thank you, God, for the opportunity to be a light into the darkness? What about you and I? Do we give thanks even in those tough times? And once again, I, I don't believe God wants us necessarily to be thankful for the terrible things that we might have to face in this life, but more for the opportunity to struggle on behalf of our God, to really see what we're made of when it comes to our relationship with Him. Daniel gave thanks in the midst of a trial, and he persevered. And we can be thankful for the opportunity to struggle because it's through the struggle that we develop perseverance. If you look here again in James, verse 3 of chapter 1, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And verse 4, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We need to be thankful for perseverance. When your faith is tested, you develop perseverance. And when perseverance finishes its work, James says that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Your faith grows stronger as you develop perseverance. And I remember back when we got that bill for the truck, and I wanted to give up. I wanted to go home. I, you know, I, I was questioning what we were doing and, and what God wanted us to do and were we in God's will and where, you know, what's going on? You know, our, our food budget had, you know, diminished greatly because our expense budget of repairs had 
drastically uh, gotten bigger. You know, I, I didn't want my family to starve or anything like that. And, and again, God worked through all that. And we persevered and praise God that we did because we were able to experience so much more of what God had already prepared in advance for us to experience that year. See, we can be thankful for the perseverance that God helps us with during the tough times in life because it's through that perseverance that we're going to mature in our faith. And if you notice in Daniel 6, verse 16, when the king was forced to throw Daniel into the lion's den, Daniel's faith remained firm. He didn't try and, and make a deal with the king. He didn't say, well, you know, I'll, I'll give up on my relationship with God, I, but don't throw me in there. No, he remained firm. He didn't go back on that relationship with God. He persevered in the face of certain death. And sometimes I think about Daniel in this situation, and we're like, okay, of course he did. He knew that, you know, the kiddies were on a diet, so of course he wasn't going to be eaten. No, he didn't know that. Daniel was facing certain death. He didn't know how the story was going to end. He didn't know what God's plan was for sure. And yet he remained faithful to his relationship with God. He persevered through the trial anyway. And as you look at Daniel 6.23, it says the king, that, you know, that next morning when the king ran out praying and hoping that Daniel was there. It says the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wounds, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in God. Because he had trusted in God. And as Christians, we can be thankful that we are children of the sovereign Lord even when our life seems to be spinning out of control, we can trust that God is fully in command and that he uses times of trouble to make us mature and complete if we're willing to persevere. And James goes on, if you look over in, in chapter 1, verse 12 of James, it says, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to us, to those who love him. When we are thankful for the opportunity to persevere and we withstand the tests of this life, we have something so much greater to look forward to, a crown of life that God has promised. And so as I continue down here in James chapter 1, verse 4, excuse me, 5 through 8, I think we can be thankful for increased prayer. I think we can be thankful for an increased prayer life. If you look at verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. I don't know about you, but for me, when, when I go through a trial, when I go through a tough time, if I make it through on the other side, one of the natural byproducts of going through that trial is often an increase in my prayer life. I remember my second internship out of Bible college. I went to Paonia, Colorado. And in that April, that's that spring semester, uh, the minister of Paonia, the Christian church there, and uh, an elder came to Summit 
uh, what used to be called Platte Valley Bible College, came to Summit, and they interviewed me, and they asked if I would be willing to come and do a youth internship there in Paoni. It's a church of about 60, 80 people or so, and, and I, I thought it would be a great opportunity to go and do a ministry there, and so I agreed to it, and I was excited to head there, and right before I was to go there in June, I got a call from, uh, I can't remember if it was the minister or that elder that had come to the Bible college to interview me, and they said, well, the minister is planning to leave mid-June, so we don't really know if you want to still come or not, uh, but we'd like for you to still come, and so I told them I'd pray about it, and, and as I prayed about it, I really felt God convicting me that I needed to stick to my commitment of going there, and so I told them that I was still willing to come because if nothing else, I knew it was going to increase my prayer life. I knew that if I was going to go there and kind of be one of the few on the ground at the church body there, and the guy that I was going to be mentored under wasn't going to be there, I I knew that I was going to have to be in a lot of prayer for God to be working through that summer. And guess what? My prayer life increased greatly. It was through that trial, that tough time. And when we go through trials, we can be thankful for an increase in our prayer life. And it's interesting what James tells us to be praying for during those difficult times. I think about those trials that I go through, and oftentimes I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. And right here James says, well, what you should be doing is praying. And what you should be praying for is wisdom. Because when you do that, God gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to them. In this last uh, month of October, uh, as Tommy uh, mostly and myself one time have gone over to the, the Christian school for their chapel time, uh, wisdom was the character trait that we tried to teach during our chapel times. And the definition that we shared with the, the kids was applying truth, applying truth in our lives to help make daily decisions. And that's what God calls us to be in prayer for when we go through that difficult time. To be praying for wisdom. Learning through those tough times. And growing through those tough times. And we can be thankful through it all. And as we travel those lower 48 states in 2017, you know, we would take off in the morning and we'd spend a lot of time praying. Or I know for me, I did. I I was praying that my truck was going to make it to the next location. I was praying for safety. I was praying that when we got where we're going, we'd figure out what we're supposed to be doing. I was was spending more and more time being dependent upon God because I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Praying for wisdom. Seeking God's direction. And it's sad. It's a sad truth that for many Christians, it requires a trial or a test, or a tough time in order for us to humble ourselves and really get on our knees in consistent prayer before our Heavenly Father. And so my prayer for us this morning is that we don't just wait for the tough times, that we don't just wait for the trials to spend time in prayer, that we choose daily to go before our Creator and seek His will for our lives. To pray for wisdom, and as I think about this idea of of being in prayer and having a consistent prayer life, not just during the tough times, 
I go back to Daniel. And what did it say concerning Daniel and his prayer life? I mean, obviously he spent a lot of time in prayer from the time he was thrown into the pit of the lions till when they finally lifted him out. But before that, it says that he spent time in prayer every single day, at least three times a day, praying to God. What about us? Do we have an increased time of prayer each and every day? Not just when things are tough and things aren't going the way we think they should, but when they're going well. At times where it's just day in and day out kind of things, are we spending time in prayer? Because for Daniel, it was a lifestyle. And I pray that it's a lifestyle for us as well. As the praise team comes this morning, I want to share a story of Chippy. You see, Chippy, Chippy was a parakeet that never saw it coming. One second he was peacefully perched in his cage, and the next he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The problem began when Chippy's owner decided to clean Chippy's cage with a vacuum cleaner. She removed the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage, and then the phone rang. And she turned to pick it up, and she barely said hello, and Chippy got sucked in. The bird owner gasped and put down the phone, turned off the vacuum, and opened the bag. And there was Chippy, still alive, but stunned. And since the bird was covered with dust and soot, she grabbed him and raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet, and held Chippy under the running water. Well, then she realized that Chippy was soaked and shivering, and she did what any compassionate bird owner would do. She reached for the hairdryer... And blasted the pet with hot air. Poor Chippy never knew what hit him. And a few days after the trauma, the reporter who had initially written about the event contacted Chippy's owner to see how the bird was recovering. Well, she replied, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. It's not hard to see why. Sucked in, washed up. And blown over. That's enough to steal the song from the stoutest heart. And some of you might be feeling that very same feeling this morning. Sucked in, washed up, and blown over. And you wonder how it's even remotely possible to be thankful. If we look at those tough times as an opportunity to struggle and grow in our faith. As we persevere and mature and are made complete all the while increasing our prayer life, we will see that we have a lot to be thankful for. So if you're here this morning, and you need to give thanks to God for the gift of His Son to save you from your sins. Larry just cleaned out the baptistry this week. It's fresh water. If you need to make that decision for Jesus this morning, we're going to sing a song of invitation. If you need prayer this morning, you've been struggling through life, and you just need someone to talk to, we'd encourage you to come. And maybe this morning you just need to get plugged into a church body, and you want to make PV your home, we'd encourage you to come. Will you stand with us as we sing our song of invitation this morning? <laughs>